From the front line. It's not going to work, man. From the tailgates. Representing KGYR and its stakeholders. We are the Forum for the Fan. The Bleed Blue Show. Flying solo. Here's your host, Steve. Yeah, we're on the phone for the fans of Believe Blue Show, the Ring Podcast uh, with Ranger Proud and uh, Stanley Cup playoffs. A uh, couple of games on right now as we speak. Uh, Carolina is doing what they do, beating up on the Boston Bruins. And look at that. You know, um, I was tuning in earlier on, onto this game, was the Tampa Bay game, and they're up on Toronto for all the goals that they scored and shut the, the lightning out. Uh, you can never – you know, count out the defending champion Lightning. And I don't know why everybody's rooting for the uh, – uh, oh, and I would say rooting, but saying that Toronto's just going to blow away the defending champs. I don't know what people are smoking, man. I, I really, really don't. And we already know the St. Louis Blues have the uh, Minnesota Wilds number. They're going to beat up on the Wilds tonight. The Blues are going to win that series, all right? But uh, last night, as you guys know, um, we didn't have a post game because post game would have went into well into midnight, going into one o'clock. We are going to have about twenty five minutes to discuss what happened last night with our own team with the three overtimes. Rangers started off pretty good with the energy, and it just deflated. It nothing like I've seen like that this season. I hope they don't do that again in the next game, in game number two. Glenn and Scott is with us, of course. Scott, just say hello. Just say hello real quick. I'll start off with you, and then, and then uh, we'll get Glenn on. How you doing, man? How's everything? Chins up, gentlemen. <laughs> Good evening, all. Yes, and Steve, when you sent me that message last night, saying it was going to postpone until today, I was so happy because I just wanted to go to bed. Even before the game ended, I just wanted to go to bed. I, mean, I was, you know, desperately hoping they win first, obviously, but I'm like, I'm really like, is Steve going to be upset if I don't make the call? And when you said that, I was so happy. And then the night yeah. ended terribly anyway. <laughs> right on, right on. Glenn, say hello, man. How you doing, man? Hello, I'm doing okay. I, I I agree with Scott. I mean, it took them five plus periods to beat us, uh, so uh, you know you got to take something away from that. And uh, uh, just uh, you know, I actually I actually called in after the game last night. wasn't sure if we were on or off, and uh, I, I thought we were going to have a new Steve, like Steve Summers used to do the uh, Ranger rehab after playoff losses in the '90s. I thought we were going to have a new sta- a new Steve doing Ranger rehab, but uh, I called and nobody answered. So here I am tonight. Yeah, it was too fucking late for that shit, man. Um, yeah, I'm no. glad we. I'm glad the schedule, like the the, the hockey show, was the only uh, episode available this week. We were going to do the basketball. We did the football last week, so I'm uh-huh. glad we kind of kept it open today. That there was nothing going on, so we'll get discussed this. I, it, it wasn't planned like that, but shit, I said might as well talk about it. So Scott, let's jump right into it, man. Yo, are you worried? Because I kind of look at it as I'm a little worried. I wasn't worried before, but. I don't like the plan as far as exhausting your energy in the first period. They looked like they were – like if this was boxing, Scott, they were against the ropes for seemed like five periods. That game felt like a five-hour game. Uh, are you worried uh, – I, I think they're going to make the adjustments. But what is your thoughts? Because to me, it felt like the Penguins just cruised along in their 82 regular season games, and they just turned it up out of nowhere. That's kind of how I looked at it. How do you look at it, Scott? And then we get going to start. Uh, 
I'm worried, but for one reason only. They're down one nothing in a series with home ice advantage. Was, they lost home ice advantage. Uh, yeah, big deal. But now I'm, I'm just worried because now all of a sudden game two is absolutely must win. I know even if they lose that, they're only down to that. But, you know, in my mind, it's absolutely must win. So that's the only reason that I'm worried because I'm just worried as a sports fan. I just don't want to go down to nothing. I'll be, we'll be really deflated. So that being said, Am I worried in the in the fact? Am I worried about how like the series? No, I'm not. Um, you know, I have no problem with the way they came out because I don't know. I, 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 the last time I watched ESPN, by the way, uh, I would have fall, I would have hoped that with uh, NBC and Pierre Maguire giving way to ESPN, that the Penguins' love affair would have kind of ended. But it, it's worse. I don't know if anybody watched the game on ESPN. I mean, I was basically watching the Penguins broadcast. I mean, it was it was, it was ridiculous. Um, so all they were talking about, I mean, and you know, Ray Ferraro and um, uh, Chris Chelios and um, yeah, and all they're talking about was the experience, the experience, playoff Penguins, 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 playoff experience, Rangers, none, Rangers, none, like. Who cares? And and they kept harping on that when after the Rangers. So I I have no problem with the Rangers coming out with their asses on fire like the way they did. You know they were hitting people. Um, you know obviously we we knew we were going to get that threes, but Lafreniere was so excited to be there. Um, and even the uh, ESPN announcers, like you know, toward the end of the game when when everybody looked gassed, uh, kept saying like the kids line, what you know, looked like the best line all night, pretty much. And mm-hmm. so I have no problem with them coming out like that. Cause don't forget after, um, you know, after we lost that heartbreaker one, nothing to them in the first game we played, um, they did that in the second game we played. I mean, and that one paid off. We got three goals in the, in the, uh, in the first period. And that was pretty much the end of the game right there. So I think they were looking for something like that. Uh, and to make a statement, uh, against, you know, cause everybody's just the penguins are the penguins, Crosby, et cetera. Uh, the announcer surely made their feelings known. And I think the, you know, the Rangers came out. I, I, I love the intensity that they came out with. The problem is, yeah, after the first period, they were done. I mean, we've seen them, you know, all year long have a great period and then have a, you know, take a period off and that's fine. In fact, I was having a, you know, a text conversation going with, with my Pittsburgh fans, uh, friends, and I was saying, I was like, yeah, I don't, do not expect, you know, I expect the Rangers to own the third period and come back, and they never really did. Uh, obviously, they got a hell of a lot better uh, than the second period went, but they never found anywhere near that, uh, that stride that they had in the first period, that energy. And, you know, the, the, the goalie situation with, with, with Pittsburgh, I mean, I don't see that happening again. Um, so the only thing I'm worried about is uh, being down one nothing. You know, risk at risk of going back to Pittsburgh two nothing. If they lose tomorrow night, that's the only thing I'm worried about. I'm not worried about the adjustments Golan's going to make and the Rangers coming out again and actually, you know, getting a lead and not looking back again. Um, one more question for you so, before we go to Glenn. Yeah. One more question for you. The, the goal that was overturned. Um, it was initiated by Kako with his uh, push to the net, and uh, Hito got the rebound and punched it in, but they overturned him because yeah. the refs are being dicks. I, I, do you agree with the call, disagree with the call, and then we go to Glenn? Here's my problem with, and I, and I apologize if this, I'm going to try and keep the answer short, <laughs> but here's my, it's, not the, it's not the overturning itself 
because, I mean, yeah, you're going to be hard. I mean, you saw Facebook, you know, Facebook, you know, Ranger, Rangers Facebook thinks it's the worst call in the history of hockey. I, you know what? I, I think the call could have gone either way. I'm trying to be objective. However, two things about it disturbed me. One, <clears throat> the game was a completely one-sided officiated at one particular moment. At the moment when, uh, when Lindgren knocked out uh, uh, Raquel. Raquel. And if you remember... Yeah, they announced a five-minute major, and then and then they went to commercial, and the refs talked about it and overturned it back to two. From that moment on, that game they were wearing yellow and black. The the refs were <laughs> every single call. So I mean, we got no penalties. It wasn't anything really blatant. I think the second penalty that led to the the, the two-man advantage, the the boarding on a. Uh, uh, on Truba, I think it wasn't, again, wasn't the worst call in the world, but I think it was questionable. But now it's questionable, questionable, just piling up. And <clears throat> so I think, and, and I'll tell you what really disturbs me about the overturn goal is that I've never seen a review that fast in my life. They reviewed that in less than 10 seconds. I've never seen that in my life. I mean, I've seen some blatant reviews of, oh, yeah, that's coming back, no problem. But, I, I, you know, which means Toronto overturned that before they even looked at it. And, you know, that's what bothers me, and it's a pattern. You know, we talk about the Penguins thing with the refs. You know, it, it's not a conspiracy theory. Um, and we saw it last night, in my opinion anyway, and we saw it last night because I think the, the, the NHL or the refs, or for whatever reason, thought they screwed up by knocking that power play from 5-2 to two and, and tried, thought that they could correct it the whole rest of the way by just making it all Penguins all the time. Uh, it cost us with the two-man advantage to tie it, a questionable call, and a potential game winner there. <clears throat> Again, everything on its own was questionable, not the worst call in the world, but it was a pattern from that moment on. Um, and, you know, I think under the circumstances, I'm not happy with the goal being overturned, but, you know, just too many, too many things adding up that I didn't like from the, from that moment on the, 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 the hit on Raquel on. So I'm not happy with the call though. All right. Let's get to Glenn to get him some thoughts. Uh, Glenn fire away. Same questions for you, for me. Uh, overturn goal, did you agree, disagree with it? And what are your thoughts on how we played last night? Are you worried? And then well, we'll try to get to more of these points. Yeah, well, I'll start out uh, with being worried. I, I can't really say that I'm worried. Uh, I mean, they came out in the first period. Ryan Reeves uh, definitely sent a message. Lafreniere was throwing his body around, and it basically, to me, looked like a continuation of what we had seen uh, in the last three games against the Penguins in the regular season. Um, the one thing I was a little worried about was at the end of the first period, I was saying, geez, you know, we dominated that period so badly. I, I'd really like to be up by more than a goal. Uh, but then they got that one early in the second, and uh, maybe they were feeling a little good about themselves, and I was feeling good about them too. And uh, I, I don't think it was so much the Penguins right away that turned the tide as much as it was the Crosby line. Uh, the Crosby line uh, just turned on fire, and, and the Rangers couldn't contain them. Uh, and I think that just kind of carried over eventually in the second period to the whole team, where uh, obviously they had, uh, I think it was 25 shots on goal in the second period. Uh, and pretty much after that, uh, the second goal that the Rangers scored had them on their heels for the whole uh, rest of the second period. Um, I actually almost felt lucky that uh, it was 3-3 at the end of the second because they dominated us so much and we got the, you know, 
shorthanded goal from Kreider. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, so, so it was like, it was like two different games that we saw. The first game was, you know, Rangers dominating. The second period was uh, Pittsburgh dominating. And, um, you know, I, I thought the third period actually was fairly even. Um, I didn't think either team had, uh, you know, a, a definitive uh, uh, edge in, in play. Uh, I thought both goalies made some amazing saves. Uh, in fact, uh, I was thinking before the game with the Smith in net, uh, who had started off the season terribly uh, and then kind of came on toward the end of the season as Jerry started to fall off a little bit. Um, but it reminded me of, I think it was like uh, 2016 when we played Pittsburgh. And uh, I think it was, uh, Flurry was out, and uh, I think his name was Jeff Zatkoff or, or something. And uh, I, I was like, oh, man, we, we, we lucked out here. This is in the bag now. And uh, I believe we wound up losing in five to to uh, Jeff Zetkoff. Uh, so, uh, you know, that kind of reminded me of it when we had the Smith going. And then, obviously, when Deming came in, um, you know, my, my Ranger, my, my, my regular Ranger attitude kicked in, which is like, mm-hmm. I should be thinking that Louis Deming stinks and he's cold. But instead, I'm thinking, you know, Boy, this is this could be bad. He's coming in and he's fresh, you know. So I, I was looking at it as almost like a like a bad thing, you know. Instead of I should be saying this guy stinks, you know. Um, but uh, you know, I I thought uh, you know as as a lot of uh, playoff games go, there's ebbs and flows where you kind of uh, uh, you know feel like you're losing it, then you kind of feel like you know you're picking it up and you're going to score any second, and you know there was just the the mixed range of emotions that that you get, and especially in a triple overtime game, which uh, I, I do remember as a kid uh, laying in bed listening to the Stemmer game on, on the radio. But, uh, you know, I, I had never experienced a game that went that long, and, and it was just after a while just getting exhausting. Like every shot, every, uh, you know, every pass, you're like, oh, my God. Um, what I'm worried about with the Rangers a little bit here, I'll try to be quick with this, is a couple of things resurfaced that we had kind of fixed toward the end of the uh, season. Uh, I thought the first two goals were, you know, defensive breakdowns in the slot, which we had a lot of problems with that early in the season, but kind of cleaned that up. Uh, you know, guys, two guys going to one player and leaving the other one open or, uh, you know, somebody missing an assignment. Uh, those were those two goals. And uh, the other thing was just really the, the, the amount of shots, uh, you know the Rangers had been getting outshot. The Rangers had been getting outshot so much early in the in the season, and they really had stemmed the tide on that too. Where toward the end they were pretty much out shooting their opponents every game, and in the second period that kind of came back too. So you know I'm worried about these things that were seemed to be problems earlier in the season that kind of reared their ugly head again uh, at points last night. And then the third one is, is face-offs again. I mean, uh, you know, th- there was a stretch there where it seemed like Pittsburgh was winning every face-off. And, uh, you know, so they're going to have to figure out uh, some way to, to stop that too. But, I mean, mm-hmm. I have confidence in Gallant that he's going to, you know, look at the, look at the film and uh, see what they have to do. And the players have responded to him all season long, so I'm confident that they will – uh, you know, in game two. Now they had a graph. They had a graphic. Uh, go before you continue. They had a graphic. Um, 
Jeff Carter went in to do the uh, face off, and he was like at twenty eight percent, and when the face off, I was just, just shaking my yeah. head. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, go ahead, go ahead. I'm I mean, it's like the the second period on was was a, a lot of uh, uh, you know reruns of of things that were going bad in the beginning of the season that I thought we had fixed. So that's the one thing that worries me about uh, going into game two. Now, uh, the disallowed goal. Um, I saw what the rule was. You know, they they put it up where you read the rule. Um, I heard a lot of differing opinions today. Some people saying it was 50-50, even Gallant did. Other people saying it shouldn't have been a goal. People saying it should have been a goal. Um, In my opinion, that's a goal. That's got to be a goal. I mean, the, the two things that I looked at when I saw the replay of that was that Kako's skates were parallel with the with the crease, which, which tells me that he was trying to cut across the crease and not going straight for the goalie. The other thing was, if you look at it again, you can see his body arch when Dumoulin puts his face between the numbers and shoves him. Uh, I mean, you, you can see that that yeah. changed the direction that Cap. Uh, that Kako was trying to go. Um, so to me, if, if the rule says that that's not a goal, then they need to fix the rule. I mean, it's kind of like the, the old, uh, in the in the late 90s, if your foot is in the crease and, uh, you know, the goal is scored from the other side of the net, it's no goal. Well, that was a stupid rule. They had to get rid of it. Um, but to me, I think Kako was doing, uh, was doing everything he could to come across the goal crease and not run into uh, uh, not run into goalie. And to be honest, I mean, not that this really even matters, but I thought Dumoulin made more contact with uh, 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 the Smith than Kako did, and he was the one really that was in the way of, of of him trying to get back into the net. So when I put all that together, and you guys know I, I've been saying this for two years now that I've been on this podcast. I'm an old goalie, but I think they protect the goalies too much. And to me. I just don't see how that wasn't a goal. And, and I honestly, in my heart, believe I would say the same thing if it went against the Rangers, you know, if it was against just uh, I, I honestly do. I think, all things considered, that's got to be a goal. Got to be a goal. And, uh, uh, you know, I, I don't know if Sullivan really had the conviction that it was uh, goalie interference or at that point in the game if he just said, hey, you know, might as well, might as well take a shot. What have I got to lose? Um, I, I would love to know that. But one thing I did hear today, which was very interesting, and I haven't heard it myself, but I heard it on the radio. Somebody was watching the Pittsburgh feed, and even the Pittsburgh announcers, who are incredible homers, said that that should have been a goal. So mm. that tells me something. <laughs> but that's how I feel about the goal, Steve. <laughs> yeah, I agree, man. That, should, that, I, that, that was heartbreaking. Uh, finally caught a break, like the shorthanded goal by Kreider on the, uh, on the kill, on the penalty kill. And then also that goal, he was uh, clearly pushed in the back. And like you said, his body was squared going across the crease because of the, right. the, the right. push. So that, that was just terrible. Yeah. Um, now, now I, don't, I don't like to make excuses with the referees. I mean, I'll be honest. I think the, the officiating is subpar in hockey, baseball, and football. Uh, I don't watch a lot of basketball. You do, Steve. You might know, you know, how you feel about basketball officiating. But oh, to me, across the board, across the board, across the board. To me, an officiate, officiating is as bad as it could be. And, you know, this almost goes back to 
you know, have we gotten too crazy with the uh, replays? Um, you know, the replays were, were, we were told, were to correct egregious, egregious mistakes. Um, and I think it kind of goes back to what started it was, I forget who it was who, who uh, uh, threw a perfect game, but the uh, umpire with two outs and a nine called the guy safe and he was clearly out. Um, uh, and I, that was like years ago. And I think that kind of started this whole thing about, oh, we got to do replays, we got to do replays. But, you know, when you have to stop it and zoom in and, you know, try to see if a millimeter of an inch if, if a guy's foot is on the base or if – I mean, we've gone too far. We've gone too far. And, and to me, if this goal was called a goal on the ice, then I don't see how there was enough to overturn it. Gotcha. We don't have much time left, so let me get to the points and Scott, get your final thoughts on our game number two and also anything in the rest of the league. But my number one question is how we're going to adjust because I, I don't think the Rangers have the roster to keep up high intensity for 60 minutes. Obviously, they played into the Penguins' hands and sucked them in, and, and I thought the Rangers were terrible with turnovers in game number one. Mm-hmm. Uh, number mm-hmm. two, um, Number two, I will say this. Um, you know, it's not often you criticize Artemi Panarin, but he had a bad game. He's gonna, I think he's gonna make up and do a very good job. And I think yeah. a lot of Ranger fans are a little too critical on him as far as not wanting to shoot because I thought there were lanes where had he shot, it would have been blocked. So I, he, I thought his patience was there. It's just that the execution could have been a little bit better from him, and and, and I think it can and it will. But, uh, Scott, let's get your final thoughts. Uh, game number two, what do you think is going to be the adjustments that we make? And if anything, you have around the rest of the league in the other series, um, if you want to discuss it, and then go to Glenn and then we'll wrap up. I think that the adjustments they'll make, I think Gallant's going to get in. I think they're going to come out the exact same way. They're going to come out, I think, they're like, like I compared it earlier, I think they're going to come out similar to the second game they played Pittsburgh as compared to the first game. Um, and just come out and try and grab him by the throat in the first uh, in the first period. The difference is, you know, obviously the the old saying, two goal lead, the uh, most dangerous lead in hockey, et cetera, et cetera. So I think the Rangers will try to play a more complete game should they get the lead. Um, I think you'll see a stronger finish. What I'd like to see is I think they got a little too, you know, we've been saying all year that they've been too fancy with the passing and a lot of times that beautiful pass and finish is there and I think they they were kind of counting on that with with the goaltending situation you know they were already facing a second stringer who was having the night of his life and then you know a first stringer came in and I give them credit because they peppered him when he came in they got 14 shots went from the moment he came in in the second overtime uh they peppered him so they did step it up to hope to you know just get sneaked out uh you know that 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 uh, that cheap one by him. Um, so I at least admire that part of it. They tried to abuse the guy. Uh, it just didn't work. The guy had the night of his life. Now we don't know what the goaltending situation is there. Uh, they haven't really announced it yet. But it sounds like this kid might get the start. Nice kid. He's thirty. Um, you know, he's a career. They call him the quote unquote journeyman. He's a, he's a career AHLer. Um, I think he had the night of his life. I don't see that happening this time, and I think they're going to start. They're going to shoot more because if you look at the first two goals, I know that was against the, um, the you know the, the the Smith, their second string goalie. The, the Fox goal was not great, uh, and the Cop goal was not great. You know, from a goaltender standpoint, uh, they're both I think stoppable shots. The Crider one obviously not. He beat him nice and cleanly. 
But the, the two, two of the three goals they scored were not the, you know, were long, not the prettiest of shots. And I think they're going to, you know, stop getting a little, you know, tone down the passing a little bit and just try and get more shots. I don't see whichever goalie it is, I don't see him having a night like they had combined last night. And I think the Rangers will be good. Again, I'm nervous just because it's one nothing. I don't want to go back to Pittsburgh down 2 nothing. But I think uh, tomorrow will be a good night. I, I just don't see the stars lining up for Pittsburgh like they all did last night. And I, I'm real quick on my final thought. I mean, even though it's in the loss, 79 saves for Igor in his first playoff game. I mean, he's got to give him a shot. That's the second most in NHL history. It sucks that he gets that it's a loss, but at least, you know, the kid never lost his composure. And, and the game winner was nice. It was a way up high deflection by Malkin. And, you know, that's, that's Malkin. Uh, and, you know, it was pretty much an unstoppable shot, uh, which happened to be a game winner. It wasn't a cheapie that they got to win it. Uh, 79 shots, and it just caught up to him at the end. Not him, uh, the team. I totally blame that on the team. So, congrats, Igor. Ridiculous game. And I think he'll come out just as composed. Um, yeah, I think they'll get a little less fancy. And um, I, I, I feel good. Uh, nervous, obviously, like we said. But uh, I feel good about tomorrow and, and the adjustments cool, tomorrow I'll make. Cool. Shout out to Scott. Glenn, final thoughts as we wrap up. Yeah, I mean, I, I think they're going to come out storming again. Um, I really do. Um, but, you know, if they do get the lead this time, I think they're going to try, you know, curve it a little bit and, you know, try to uh, keep the reins in on, on Pittsburgh a little bit, especially the Crosby line. I mean, one thing that Scott mentioned is, you know, you got to shoot. The players, you got to shoot, especially in overtime, man. Throw the puck in the crease. Just throw it. You don't know what's going to happen. And I think there were too many, uh, again, uh, something that's been a thing with this team all year is, you know, trying to make that pretty pass. And, you know, you don't have to score a pretty goal, especially in overtime. Uh, I mean, I can think of two instances. Fox had one when he was coming right down the slot and he passed it to Strom, I think it was, and Strom was totally not ready for it because even he was almost like, why did you shoot that? Um, and I think Mika was guilty of one as well. And, uh, I mean, I, I think he just got to, uh, you know, throw the puck more at the net. Uh, you know, especially when Crowder's out there, I thought they did a good job on kind of keeping him away from getting rebounds and tips and stuff like that, like he's, he's good at. Um, I think with Panarin, yeah, he, he, he wasn't as visible as you would like him to be. But, you know, I, I mean, it might have been a case where uh, Pittsburgh decided that, you know, they got to pick a line that they're really going to uh, kind of uh, try to hold back. And, and maybe they decided it was the Panarin line as opposed to the first line. But, uh, you know, and, and as far as the Pittsburgh goalies uh, are concerned, I mean, to me, Louis Domingue is like Keith Kincaid. <laughs> you know, like you said, a lifetime AHL or, you know, backup uh, goalie. And, uh, you know, they, they, they had a, both had a real strong first period, but I don't think they're the quality of goalies that you can expect to, to do that through the entire series. So, uh, you know, the one thing about Pittsburgh is they, you know, first two games away, you want to get a split. They already got that. Um, now they're going to go for the throat. So the Rangers are going to have to be careful about that. But, uh, you know, like we said at the top, uh, you know, the pressure is on now right away. You don't want to go down 0-2 uh, going over back to Pittsburgh. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I think they're going to come out storming. I think they're going to try and get the lead. I think Galant is going to make the adjustments that have to be made. And uh, I will be, you know, anything can happen in a hockey game. Bounces go your way or they don't. But, uh, and so do so do referees' calls. 
But uh, I'll be very disappointed if they don't come out uh, playing a real strong game tomorrow night and coming away with a win. Yeah, let's get a win. Uh, shout out to Scott and Glenn. Uh, my final thoughts. Um, to me, uh, Sidney Crosby, we already know, uh, him setting up his line mates, the attention that he gets, and rightfully so with the double teams, is leaving one-on-ones with Jake Gensel, uh, beating by our defenders, and he did it a couple of times last night and getting the two goals. He almost had a hat trick. Uh, so the adjustment is, I don't know if you do the adjustment, just play Sid one-on-one. You're just going to have to take your chances on picking your poison. And I think that's mm-hmm. one of the things I saw in the offensive zone last night for Pittsburgh, especially with that particular line on how the Rangers defended it. I think that did a good job. The Rangers just have to be better with the puck possession, and they have to put a little bit more pressure on Pittsburgh when they're on the offense. Uh, other than that, everything's kind of correctable. I think coming out the gate like they did last night sounds like I'm, it may sound crazy coming out of my mouth. I'm not actually in favor of that if you're going to fade like that for the rest of the game. I mean, I that that was irritating for me to watch last night. After one period, it was just a drag fest. They didn't win no period after that. It was like five periods on, on top of that, you know, for some change because they didn't play a full, uh, complete third overtime. But nonetheless, let's make the adjustments uh, play better. We got to skate harder to draw penalties, and they did not do that after the first period last night. Uh, uh-huh. You guys are right, man. Down 0-2, we're cooked. Well, I don't say we're cooked, but it's not looking good. I'll put it like that. We'll, 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 we'll rendezvous in six days. Be back on Tuesday. We'll discuss the shout-outs to Glenn and Scott. And uh, to come on and discuss this. And um, the series already in uh, Denver, uh, Colorado, it's over. It's, you know, the Predators, no chance. Uh, Calgary is going to beat the Stars. Tampa is going to beat Toronto. I'm not surprised that the Capitals stole one versus the, the Panthers. See, that's, that's the uh-huh. thing. you got these uh-huh. high-scoring teams. And you got these old veteran savvy teams like the Capitals will go down to a, a, an arena where there's really no fan, no fans like that. I mean, they got fans, but they're not hardcore fans like Ranger fans. You know what I'm saying? Or Boston. You can go to Florida and win games. Uh, Carolina is going to handle Boston. That, that's that's pretty much down there over in five. But uh, we'll, we'll rendezvous on Tuesday, and hopefully we'll be up in the series by the time we come back. Man. Shout out to Scott and Glenn. Songgrass, ladies and gentlemen. We can you dig it? 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 Can you